Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Thankful and grateful, Holy Spirit, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you for another opportunity to listen to your word. Oh, the great advocate, teach us. Show us great and wonderful things. Holy Spirit, I avail myself as a vessel. Use me, speak through me. Let your word go forth. Let it accomplish the purpose and the plan and the reason for which you send it. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus as you take your seats. Clap for Jesus. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, um, today I want to continue sharing with you about the message I began sharing last week. We were sharing about faithfulness and we put a pulse on it and we turned to sharing about the good news. Sharing the good news. That's the topic of the message. Sharing the good news. And we are saying that the ability to share the good news has been linked to your deliverance has been linked to canceling and neutralizing cases that are in your lives. Hallelujah. And last week we said that a lot of us do not like to share the good news. And one of the reasons, or the main reason, is that we don't know what to say. One, and some of us don't even understand why we are born again. Hallelujah. But we read a scripture in John chapter 3 and we learned or we realized that the term born again was not a terminology that was coined by certain group of Christians. It is not a terminology that is used by some group of Christians because you oftentimes you will find someone and you will speak to the person and you say, are you a Christian? And then they will say yes. It says, are you born again? And it says, no, I am not one of those. I am not one of those. But we saw a scripture. Let us look at it quickly in John chapter 3. John chapter 3 and verse 1. Today we're going to look into our Bibles. John chapter 3 and verse number 1. We... Hallelujah. Wonderful. John chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest. Except God be with him. 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot, he cannot. Not it will be difficult, not it will be challenging, not he may have to do several other things, but he says he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. He cannot see the kingdom of God. So it is Jesus who coined this term. It is Jesus' term for a qualification to enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? That is a legitimate question. That is a reasonable question. For someone who does not understand, ought to ask questions. How can a man be born again when he's grown? He says, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? You see, that is a very legitimate question. And that is a question that we ought to stop and ponder over it. That can a man go back into his mother's womb and be born? No. The answer is no. You cannot go back into your mother's womb and be born. When you are born, whatever you come out of the womb with is what you are going to live with. Amen. So if you are in the womb and you are supposed to stay there for nine months and prepare your organs and let your organs be mature before you come out, Develop your heart such that no holes are left within your heart, that your lungs are mature, that your brain is set and ready, and your skull is mature, and all of these organs, your kidneys are ready before you come out, and that takes nine months to make that preparation. If you come out unprepared, you are out, and you cannot go back. You see, the man was asking a very legitimate question. You cannot go back and fix what you did not fix. You cannot go back to your mother's womb and be born again. This life, you are born into it. But then Jesus said something. Jesus said, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Then he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Marvel not. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. That I said unto because what is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, if you are not born again, and then you are faced with entering the kingdom of God, then you are going to also wonder, can you come back when you realize that I wasn't born again and I cannot enter? Because Jesus said, except you be born again, and that born again is not in the flesh. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. 
and that which is of the spirit is spirit. You must be spiritually be born again to enter into that kingdom. And if you do not get that birth, if you are not reborn or you are not born again and you leave this flesh with that spirit that is not born again, whatever state that spirit is in is what you are going to live with. So just for the child who is born out of the womb, who does not have that preparation and comes out prematurely with a heart that is not ready, that child is going to live in this world and that child will suffer. That child will have to visit doctors all the time. That child may have to take medicine all the time. It's a life of suffering. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's a life of suffering. And if you also do not make that preparation and have that born again in the spirit and you go, you will find out that you cannot come back. Once you leave, you cannot come back. Once the child comes out of the womb, the child cannot say, I didn't know that in this world we need the lungs. I didn't know that in this world we need a heart that beats. I didn't know that in this world placenta does not even make sense. I came with my placenta and I was going to eat and drink from my placenta, but I didn't know that in this world, can I go back and make sure that my intestines are already fixed to live in this world? You cannot go back. You cannot go back. And similarly, if you die, and you are not born again, you have two choices. Just like a child, the child has two choices, to live a life of health or to live a life of suffering. And you'll be faced with two choices also. Hallelujah. And so he says, marvel not. Marvel not, because it does not make sense to you because you are thinking of it in the flesh. And that is what Nicodemus was also doing. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's a very, very important question that Nicodemus asked. Hallelujah. So we're saying that we ought to be born again. And that born again is not some religious term that was coined for some group of people. Everyone ought to be born again. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. And then we continue sharing and we say that the reason why Jesus came, the reason why God gave us Christ is not so that you will get a husband. God did not give his only begotten son so that you will be rich, that you will have money. And so we should not offer Christ to People based on what we can receive as wealth and as peaceful marriage. We should not offer Christ to people and say, come to Jesus and you will be well. Come to Jesus. Your marriage will all be straightened up. You just come to church. Just come to church and just listen to my pastor and your marriage. You see, that is not the reason why Jesus died. That is not the reason why Christ died for our sins. Yes, if you come to Jesus, if you are born again and you come to Jesus, you are, you, you are going to live a life of Christ. And so whatever 
cannot be in the body of Christ should not be in your body also. Amen. So if cancer cannot be in the body of Christ, it should not be in your... So you can believe, you can believe that if I am in Christ, then cancer cannot be in my body. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But Christ did not die for you because of cancer. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? The reason why Jesus died was not so that you have a house. Amen. Because when we begin to offer Christ to people in that form, when we begin to offer Christ and we entice people to be, be, be come to Jesus or come to church because they will receive this, then you are going to eliminate a lot of people. You will eliminate people who are married. If you say, come to Jesus and you find a husband, and if you don't need a husband, you won't come to church. If you are already married, would you come to church? Auntie B, if I invite you to church and I say, come to church, you'll find a husband. Would you need to come to church? You wouldn't need to come to church. Amen. If I say, come to church, and you have a third child, would you come to church? Unless you offer a fourth child. But that we have cancelled in the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So if it is the reason why you are offering Christ, come to church. Come to church. You see, you have been looking for a job for a long time. Just come to church. Come, let my pastor pray for you. You see, if we are offering Christ like that, then we are going to eliminate a lot of people. Then there are so many people who do not need jobs. There are so many people who do not need marriages. There are so many people who are not poor. And you see, the way we offer Christ is what has made so many people think that poor people are the ones that serve God. But no, we are not serving God because we are poor. We are not serving God because we want to be rich. Jesus did not come to die for poor people. Jesus did not come so that sick people will be well. Hallelujah. So then Christ must have come for some reason, for something that makes everyone qualified to come to Christ. If God gave him for the whole world, then it must be for a reason that makes everyone qualified. And that is what Christ came for. Bible says, for all, all, everyone, all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Married people have sinned. Single people have sinned. Rich people have sinned. Poor people have sinned. Young people have sinned. Old people have sinned. Black people have sinned. White people have sinned. So, all have sinned. And so, Everyone needs Christ, and there is no exemption. All have sin. Hallelujah. All have sin. And last week we learned two scriptures that every Christian must know. What is the first one? And we say, okay, Romans three twenty three. What does it say? 
Romans 6.23. Powerful. And what is the second scripture? Mercy. For the gift of life, eternal life. Through whom? Wonderful. You see? So you need to know these scriptures. That the wages of sin is death. That you will pay for your sins. You see, these are, this is a very fundamental Christian message. Very fundamental Christian scriptures that every Christian ought to know. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So we establish one that all have sinned. Do you remember? That all have sinned. And we also establish that there is a reward for your sins. It may not be immediately, but they are called wages. And that you will have the reward. Wages. Wages are things that you, you, you are paid for exact amount that you work for. That means wh- whatever you do, you will be rewarded for it. Whatever you do, you will be rewarded for it. Hallelujah. And last week we read a scripture that says that whatever we have done in our bodies, whether it is good or bad, we will receive reward for it. Hallelujah. Whether it is good or bad, we will receive reward. No matter who you are, whether it is good or bad, whatever it is that you have done, you will receive a reward. That is 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Now today we want to continue. We want to continue sharing. And the next thing that we want to learn is how does one come to God? How does one come to God? Now, here is the good news. Here is the good news. Very important scripture. John chapter 3 and verse 16. I'll read that with verse 17. John chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17. It says, For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. That whosoever, you see, God so loved the world, God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And that if you believe in him, now the reason why God gave his son is that you should not perish. That you should not perish. And then verse 17 says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That you will not perish, but you'll be saved. So you will hear people who will ask, why will God let us perish? If God loves us so much, why would he let us perish? You see, if you, if you, if you buy, if you go and buy some vegetables, they may be very expensive vegetables. You know, there's some fruit, there's some fruit that one of the one one like that it costs about three dollars very expensive so if you buy 
fruits like that. And you preserve them in your refrigerator. You love them. They're very expensive. You eat them little by little. When you have guests, you don't offer that kind of fruit. You have fruit that you have displayed on your dining table, bananas and oranges. And, but this precious one, your mango, you don't offer. It's in your refrigerator. Now, you take one and you eat it. You come again and you take one and you eat it. But the next time you come, you realize that the rest of the mango have gone bad. Very expensive mango. They have gone bad. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? You have kept them in your refrigerator and they have gone bad. And you see that they are smelling, they're beginning to smell, give smell in your refrigerator. And now you have realized that even any time you open your refrigerator, insects are coming out of your refrigerator. But you love them so much, what are you going to do with them? You throw them away. No matter how much you love them, you will throw them away. No matter how much God loves us, if he cannot change us, as much as you will preserve it in the refrigerator, if it cannot stay fresh and it cannot stay healthy and it cannot stay well to eat, you're going to have to get rid of them. Hallelujah. And so no matter, you see, people wonder, would God really, you see, God is doing all he can so that we will not perish. He says, I give my only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. This is the good news that we are supposed to share with people. This is the good news that everyone should be able to share with people. That God loves us so much. Let people know of the love of God. Let people understand the love of God. Now, you will not be able to share this love if you yourself, you have no value for this love. If you don't cherish this love, you cannot share it. You will not have a need even to share it. That it is so precious that someone, it must be something great that you have been delivered from. If someone will give his only begotten son so that you will not perish. Someone will give his own. You know, God knew every step that Jesus was going to take. Jesus knew the suffering that awaited him. Hallelujah. And so if you don't see that indeed you were ready to perish and God delivered you such love, if you don't understand it, you cannot share it. Hallelujah. So John 3 verse 16 is one scripture that every Christian must know, must understand, and must remember all the time. Hallelujah. Everyone must know that God loves him or her very much. No matter what your sins are. No matter what your sins are. Hallelujah. Now what if a person says, but I have killed someone before. 
I have, I, have, I have killed several people before. I have raped women before. I have robbed banks before. No matter what your sins are. You see, there are some people that feel that the way I am, I don't think I qualify for God's love. Some people feel they have done evil things. Wicked things that they feel that they do not qualify for God's love. But God's love for us it never changed because of our sins. God's love for us never changed because we sin. Hallelujah. What sin does is that it separates us from God. Sin moves us away from God. But God's love for us, it has never changed. Isaiah 59 and verse 2, it says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Amen. Amen. So God's love for us has never changed. Amen. Amen. God's love for you has never changed. It doesn't matter what your sins are. It doesn't matter how many women you have slept with that were not your wives. It doesn't matter how many places you have been. It doesn't matter what you have stolen. It doesn't matter what evil you have done. God's love for you has not changed. That assurance we need to give people. Amen. You see, if a woman is getting married, they search for their wedding gowns. Sometimes it takes them about a year or two to finally come out with a wedding gown that they feel is the right one. White. Nice. So if you are a woman that you are getting married and you are dressed like that, you are wearing your white gown, and as you finish dressing, you are coming out, and then you see your beautiful niece that you love so much. Are you listening to me? You see this, your beautiful niece that you love so much. You are dressed in the hotel. You are just coming out. Your niece came with your, 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 your aunt or your sister, and you came out, and they all came to look at you. And your niece sees you, and she runs, and she's coming to hug you. Your niece is coming and running to hug you. Say, look at my auntie. It's a little girl, very happy, and she's coming to you. But as your niece is coming, you are also running to meet your niece. And then you realize all her hands are dirty with chocolate and her mouth and, you know, all over, chocolate all over her. What are you going to do? Stop. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, the little girl is so happy. The little girl is coming to you. And you love that little girl so much. And in fact, you didn't even know that the mom brought her. So you are so excited to see her. And then you are running, but then you see that her hands are dirty, her mouth all chocolate all over her. You see, no matter how much you love that little girl, you're going to start running away from that little girl. You're going to start moving away from that little girl. And you're going to put a distance between you and that little girl. Now, that is what sin has done to us. With God. That is what sin has done to us. 
God loves us so much, but our sins, our sin, God is so pure and he cannot stand sin. God cannot prevail in the midst of sin. He loves us so much, but our sin, our sins have separated. He has to move further away from us because of our sins. But when the little girl, if that little girl's mother were to catch the little girl and give her a good bath and clean that little girl and dress her with this nice, beautiful dress, this white dress that she's coming with to carry the flower. If that little girl is dressed in that beautiful white dress and she's coming, you're just going to hug that little girl. You are going to lift that little girl. You are going to kiss that little girl. You are going to cuddle that little girl. You are going to play with that little girl because you love that little girl so much. Now we, our sins, they cannot be washed by our mothers. Our sins, they cannot be cleaned because we took a shower. You know, there are some people, they will fornicate maybe this morning and as they are coming to church, they feel so good, they go and take a shower. You see, they'll take a shower and then they feel, you know, as I'm coming to sing, I cannot come and sing with all these things, you see. So they go and take a shower and wash themselves very well. Not you, but you know someone like that before. You know someone like that. Not you, but you know someone like that. Amen. You see, not that you don't love that girl anymore, but the debt and sin has made us dirty. Our sins have made us dirty and it has separated us from God. Hallelujah. Our sins have separated us from God. And the only thing that can wash us, the only thing that can purify us, the only thing that can make us able to come to God again is the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 9.22, it says, And almost all things are by the Lord purged with the blood. And without shedding of blood, is no remission. Hallelujah. Without shedding of blood, is no remission. This is why Jesus had to die for our sins. This is the reason why Jesus had to die for us. The Bible says, but God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Hallelujah. This, you have to understand and know that when you are sharing Christ with someone, let the person understand that nothing else can cleanse you except the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Except the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, what about some of the people that will ask you? They say, so what about all the other religions? What about all the other people? What is going to happen to them? What is going to happen to all the other religion, all these other people who don't believe in Christ? Jesus gave an answer in John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus said, he says, I am the way, 
and the life. I am the truth. I, Jesus said, you see, there is no other religion, there is no other religion that the, the leader or the founder of the religion can boldly say, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And then he says, no one, no one, no, no, not perhaps this group. He says, no one, no man, not, 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 not the one who, not a Hindu, not a Muslim, not a jihadist. He says, no man, no man cometh to the Father except by me. No man cometh to the Father except by me. Hallelujah. That we need to understand. That there is no other way. There is no other way by which man. There is no other way. Jesus says, no man, no man cometh to the Father but by me. No man coming to the Father. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He is saying, Jesus is saying, I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. You see, and you can choose whichever religion you have. And you can choose any religion you want. You see, if the owner of a house, he says, I go to my father's house to prepare a place. And in my father's house, there are many mansions. But he says, I am the way. There are many mansions, but there is only one door by which you can enter. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So if you are coming to my house, if you are coming to my house, I have a house that I have a main entrance. And you are coming to my house. No matter how much you say you know me. No matter how much you say, I know God. I know him very well. No matter how much you say you know me, if you are coming to my house, I have designated a door that you have to come in. And if you decide to, if I see that somebody is breaking through my window and say that, oh, to your house there are many entrances, there are many doors and there are many windows, and so I can come in any door, I have designated a door. And I want everyone that is coming in to come through this door. But if I see, no matter, you see, I may know you very well. And you, or you say you know me very well. You say you know me very well. I call upon him seven times a day. I call upon you. I, make, I text you seven times a day. If I see you coming through the window... I'll push you back. And then call 911 for them to come and take you and put you into outer darkness where there will be gnashing of teeth. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? The owner. The owner of the house. He said there is only one way. There is only one way. You may choose and say, I will not come through this way. But if I see you through the window, I will throw you out. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh to my house. No man cometh to me 
except through this door. And you can choose whichever door you want. But if I see you through my back door, if I see you through the window, the small window in the bathroom, and say, because I know you, you can know me all you know, but this is the door that I've designated. Hallelujah. Are you feeling prepared to share Christ now? Wonderful. I just want to finish this message so that we can move on. Is it okay? Yes. Quickly we can finish. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is why Jesus had to die for our sins. This is why Jesus had to die for our sins. John chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, 1 John 2 and verse 1. He says, My little children... These things write I unto you, that these things And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. Christ died, Christ is the propitiation for our sins. It means that he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins hallelujah the sacrifice that can appease god the sacrifice that can make god recompense with us that can make god draw us closer to him again hallelujah and when a person accepts this then you offer him christ the acceptance of jesus christ this is how you lead someone this is how the person has to accept christ romans 10 and verse 9 romans 10 and verse 9 it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thy heart that god had raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved simple thou shalt be saved it is simple it is a spiritual bet. It is a spiritual bet. If someone accepts that he is a sinner, and the person accepts that the wages of sin is death, and the person accepts that God loves him, and God gave his only son to him to die for him, and the person repents of his sins, and the person can confess with his mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in his heart that God raised him from the dead. That person, the Bible gives that assurance that you will be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it says, For with thine heart, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference, this is the key here, there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Before God, there is no Jew or Greek. We are all the same. And that is why you don't reserve salvation for only Africans or only black people or only Spanish people. 
You don't reserve and say, oh, this one will not receive. Share Christ with the Jew and with the Greek as well. You are called to be a witness, according to the book of Acts. You are called to be a witness. You are not the one that wins Christ. You, you are not the one that wins people, but you are to witness. And a witness, you testify of what you have. You don't testify of what you don't have. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you are a witness in court, you can only testify of what you have seen. Hallelujah. So at this point, if a person is ready to call upon the name of the Lord, then you lead him or her through the sinner's prayer. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Now, this is the scripture of assurance. That is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. It is a scripture of assurance that you have to give people that if you come to Christ, after you have said this prayer, you say, therefore, if a man be in Christ, if you have come to Christ, then you are a new creature. If you are born again, then have that assurance that you are a new creature. He says, old things have passed away. That means all of your sins, that you kill someone, that you rape someone, that you, 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 you slept with someone that you were not married, that you, you borrowed money that you didn't pay, that you have been in prison before, that all of your sins, they are put away. There is no other religion like our religion. There is no other faith like our faith. That in the moment, in the moment that you say the sinner's prayer, that very moment, God gives you that assurance. Yes, I have slept with married men. I have slept with men who I have slept with so many men. But after this moment, after I have said the sinner's prayer, I can say, behold, all things are passed away. And all things have become new. There's a new me. I am a virgin. I am a virgin. As I'm walking around here, I am a virgin. Isn't that powerful? So have that assurance. Have that assurance. You stole before, but as of today, you are not the thief. Nobody can put that diagnosis. And description on you that you are a thief. If a man be in Christ, if you are in Christ, you are a new creature. If you are in Christ, hallelujah. I say, if you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, it does not matter how many people you have kissed that were not your husband. It does not matter how many women's breasts you have fumbled. You see, when you were in school, people had a name for you. You know, they had a name for you. And all the girls knew you. It doesn't matter. You see, that is why sometimes someone comes to the church and then he sees, he says, is that you? He says, no, it cannot be him. Is that, no. Is that him? No, it cannot be him. Is that him? No, it, no, I know this guy. I know him. 
I know him. He slept with every single woman in my block. I, it cannot be him. He said, it is me. Behold, I am a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. It is me. It is me. Amen. It is me. Ha! This woman, it's because of her that this couple divorced. You know, and this house also, she broke this house. You know, this house, this man, this man left her house, this man left his wife because of her. This one, this, it's not her that is standing in front of the church and singing like that. He said, oh, when you see such a person, begin to jump. You see, begin to jump and say, it is me. It is me. I am in Christ Jesus. He says, all things have passed away and all things have become new. I am a new me. This is a new person you are looking at. I am a virgin. I have slept with different women, but I am a virgin. I love this scripture. I love this scripture. That no one can refer to my past and bring it before me and say that, isn't that you? It is me, but that was then. But now, I am a new creature. There is a new me. There is a new me. You are not looking at the same person before. You are not looking at the same person. Yes. I have been to prison before, but you are not looking at the same person. Yes. yes. I, I used to steal. You see, I, I, you see, whenever they broke the, they took Lubes from the school, and they sold the school, they know who did it. Do you understand? They know who did it. There was a guy in my school. He never washed his clothes. You know, that was his style. Also. He never washed his clothes. Very wicked. Very bad. He tortured young people in the school. He terrorized people because of him. People were afraid to come to school. So if you come and see that guy before the pulpit and preaching, and then you look at him, you say, is it not senior, senior who? Kotoro. Is it not senior Kotoro? Is it not senior Kotoro? Ah, it looks like senior Kotoro. It cannot be him. I know senior Kotoro. He says, behold, Behold, you can't have the scripture. It says, therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ. You say, I'm in Christ Jesus. You say, you, you are looking at, hi, you are looking at Sinakotoro. I am being in Christ. Amen. This is the assurance we have in Christ. This is the assurance we have in Christ. That once we are in Christ, all things are passed away. All things have become new. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Stand to your, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Pray to the Lord. If you are born again, ask Him to make you a witness. Turn you into a witness. With the boldness to share this great love that you will not keep this love to yourself but you will have the boldness the boldness to share christ in the name of jesus glory and honor to you oh jesus we thank you lord we are grateful to you jesus yes we give you glory we give you all the glory that jesus i believe in yes, you jesus. And I will yes. go oh, Jesus. to the ends of the earth. We adore you to the ends of 
you don't have Jesus Christ as your savior you are not born again Jesus says except a man be born again except a man be born again he cannot he cannot he cannot see the kingdom of God you cannot you are here this afternoon you are saying pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus perhaps you are very active with God but you know that you are far away from God now you can't come so close to God anymore you want to rededicate your life back to Jesus you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life you are here you are saying pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Christ if that is you beloved do not leave this place without receiving Christ if you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that just lift up your right hand wherever you are you say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to give my life to Christ I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life if that is you you want to say this prayer I will say this short prayer with you wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here like that beloved you cannot come back and repair it you cannot if you leave this world you cannot come back to fix what you did not do is anyone here like that why don't you all join me and let us say this prayer together say Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. thank you for dying for me I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you up from the dead. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I repent of my sins. I come to you. Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I welcome you into my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I declare this afternoon that you are my Lord. You are my master. You are my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seat? If you said this prayer, We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.